0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and it's Saturday, October 15th. I'm your host, John June. This guy to my left. Greg Penniman, Greg, G-Money, what's good?
1: What's good, man? Week six, we were on one with that halfway through that fantasy regular season. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going by. I mean, this is, uh, you know, start of the bye weeks. Um, I mean, I'm just looking forward to Sunday, man. I, I know we got this this Hall of Fame matchup, instant classic that we had last year. Um, with Like, we could just talk about that two times over than rather talk about what happened on Thursday, honestly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but you know, it it wouldn't be a Saturday show if we didn't talk about the crappy Thursday night football game that we had to <laughs> subject ourselves to.
1: And, I was tight because I wanted to do the the no touchdown bet again, or not again, but saw so that people do that, and it would look like it was what we, about to be close to hitting. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was
0: interesting. Uh, Points Bets USA, uh, one of the sports books, paid out everybody who took the under of 38 at halftime. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they knew so, it wasn't possible. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah they knew it wasn't going to happen. Um,
1: That's crazy. So,
0: so unfortunately we got to do talk about, we, we do have to talk about that game. Um, a 12 to seven. It was 12 to seven victory for the Washington commanders in a game in which it came down to the, Last play of the game, uh, Justin Fields, who he's one of the toughest guys in the league. I mean, you just watch what he did, you know, at Ohio State, you know, with the with the with the rib injury and staying in that game and the college football playoff. And then this game, he took like He takes like three, four shots. And they said there was something wrong with his shoulder. I thought it was a, a rib injury for him, but just for him to stay in that game um and playing the, the way the way he does where he runs the football obviously the performance wasn't all that well throwing the football um you, you know they talked about it on the broadcast you feel like the 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 bears could help him out a little bit more in terms of their play calling uh as well as personnel we know that they got some of the worst personnel in in the league on terms of offensive line and 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 pass catchers but he put that ball exactly where it should have been for Darnell Mooney to make that catch and, you know, win this game. And he just, unfortunately, you know, didn't come down with it.
1: Yeah. Um, that's yeah. It's tough. I mean, I'm going to look at the positives there, you know, my man, Brian Robinson, shout out to him, you know, got those 60, 60 yards rushing, got the touchdown. Uh, are we talking about the ball that Darnell Mooney bobbled at the one yard line and caught that- it though? Okay. Did,
0: okay. Yeah. They he like caught it, didn't catch it, but either way, that ball was right there. Yeah. Like he catches it, he's the ball is across the plane and he's in the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah. We're not even talking about it, but we're talking about it. So
1: yeah, I mean you'll make him one 190 and two touchdowns is a, a better day, definitely, than 190 and one. Yeah. Better yeah. than Carson Wentz for sure. Better than Carson Wentz. I mean had, <laughs>
0: yeah. Justin Fields had 18.7 Fantasy points because he did have 88 yards rushing. So nice did have a, a very nice day. Uh, we thought Carson Wentz was streamable um, for, you know what? I wasn't even pack- panicking in the first half uh, because I was like, he does this all the time. So yeah. like, I don't, yeah. I'm not even tripping. The problem is, is that Chicago couldn't get anything done. So it wouldn't, it doesn't, it didn't really put any, any more extra stress right. on Carson Wentz. Yeah. Turns out yeah. he did fracture his finger. In the game, mm. um, so don't know how much That's of an impact point. it had, but has to have some kind of impact. Uh, Carson Wentz did have one of the best blocks that I think we've ever seen. Uh, going out there and uh, throwing a block on on um, uh, rope linebacker Roquan Smith. That boy, Caden, five coming in saying yeah. hi, waving. What's good, Caden? Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, man. So it was overall sloppy game, sloppy performance, but our bold prediction came through. Sure. Our, uh <laughs> 60, 60 yards by me for Brian Robinson, a touchdown by you for Brian Robinson. And it's crazy because we were talking about, like, yo, if this is all they're going to talk about during the game on the broadcast yep. when he gets in the end zone, like – Everybody's gonna go nuts, and yep. that's exactly what happened. And Twitter, like you just see everything. It's just like Brian <laughs> Robinson touchdown. Oh my god! Yeah. This <laughs> is like, so so great. It's,
1: it's just you know we've been doing this for a little bit. You know <laughs> <laughs> the script, yo NFL man, yo they, they Thursday night prime time, yo. It just it just works. It just works.
0: <sighs> Definitely. Um, what What about Terry McLaurin, man? I mean. What do you, like, how do you justify putting him out there every week in, in your lineup, um, at, you know, at this point?
1: Yeah, it is tough, especially because, you know, he's the quarterback play from that he's, you know, even though he's been with a lot of different quarterbacks, seems <laughs> like, he always finds a way. And now he really uh, can't do the, the struggles this year. Um, I mean, you know, he's still getting targeted at a decent amount, Um, you know. Uh, not nothing like last year, of course, but he's not getting the touchdowns. Only one on the year so far.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just tough because it, in previous years he he was far and away the only option. It was either him or Logan Thomas a lot of times, yeah. right? So yeah, he was gonna he was walking into a twenty seven twenty eight percent target share.
1: Where that's right now that wide receiver three category right now.
0: That's exactly where he is in the wide receiver yeah. three category. Um, you know, because he's not, he's not getting the targets that, that we, and the, and the quality of target, like, right. The quality of targets were never great, but the fact that you were getting them in abundance is what is what allowed us to be able to, you know, to, to, to live off of what Terry was doing. But right now we can't, we can't live off that. So, uh, Nick Perrone is asking, what do you think about trading Michael Thomas, Daryl Henderson for Jimmy and Jimmy G for Chris Olave and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming with Cam Akers being out for however long we he might be out for, he's going to be out this week. But Daryl Henderson is a starting running back, but you probably had him on your bench just kind of chilling there. Um, yeah, I would I would I would do this trade. Um, yeah, I assuming agree. that you are strong at running back because you're, you're getting Jalen Hurts, who's a top f- four quarterback right now in fantasy.
1: Yeah, he's a you know, wins you matchups weekly type player. Uh, and then you know, with Olave, if he's you know able to stay good and healthy, he's definitely uh, couldn't give give you wide receiver two upside,
0: correct? And Michael Thomas is, I mean, Olave and Michael Thomas. Neither one of them came in the week healthy, but yeah. it seems like Michael Thomas might miss another game here. So if you can use this opportunity to flip Michael Thomas, then I would I would totally do this trade. Caden uh, agrees. He says I would do it too, So, or <laughs> I would do it, because he, he had actually replied before we replied. But anyway, let's jump into the action. Our first matchup uh-huh. here, we got the one and four. Carolina Panthers traveling to Los Angeles to take on a two and three Los Angeles Rams. No weather concerns in this game. Um, Cornerback Stantley Thomas Oliver, the third for Carolina is out with an Achilles Uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield. He's doubtful with a high ankle sprain wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault is out Uh, for the Rams. Aaron Donald was a DNP with a foot. Tyler Higbee was limited with an ankle Cooper cup is limited with a foot and, uh, cam makers is out for personal reasons. Uh, This one's a little weird because it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and they said, they don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, this is just like, I'm not, I don't want to speculate or anything or You know, um, I don't know anything obviously uh, in regards to what what Cam Akers is going through, but it's just in regards to the situation and how it's playing out gives me vibes to like Calvin Ridley.
1: Mm.
0: Like, you know, maybe there was like, I don't know, I'm not, again, I'm not, I don't want to speculate and say into like what, what Cam Akers might be going through. It could be anything, right? Like, you know, personal reasons could be a lot of things, but. Uh, it just it gave me shades of Calvin Ridley when Sean McVay can't say he doesn't know when he'll be back, right? So, um, yeah, just if you have an IR spot, stash him there. Uh, you know, I saw a league where he just straight up got dropped. Um, again, this is going to be a lot of uncertainty here. Uh, but Daryl Henderson steps in as the starting running back for the foreseeable future uh, center. Brian Allen is out with a knee. Uh, in this game here, I will take the under. I will take Carolina to cover. Uh, I, this is this is a combination of two things. The Rams have not been good. And, you know, the team, every time that they, they fire their head coach, like the Carolina Panthers did with Matt Rule, a lot of times that galvanizes the team. True. The team wants to show. It wasn't us. It was him. Uh, so I think they cover here. Uh, but I will take the Rams to ultimately win the game. For the Carolina Panthers, again, it's it's just CMC. Like, that's the only thing I think I I'm willing. That's the only thing I'm willing to trust out of that offense right now. And then for the Rams, Cup is a wide receiver one, Higby is a tight end one. And and then with Akers out, Hendo, you know, steps into RB1 territory in this matchup here.
1: Yeah, uh I'm I'm agreeing with you. Well I'm taking the under, I'm taking Carolina to cover though. I'm taking the Rams to win. Um on the Carolina side, I agree with you, you know, Chris McCaffrey, um, definitely the only guy I can I can play here, even in a solid matchup for the wide receivers. It's just it's McCaffrey. Um maybe PJ Walker could be better uh than Baker getting it down the field, but I, I gotta see it for sure. Um and then on the Rams side, um even with, you know, other than that first game Darryl Edison had, uh, we had a, a solid game. I mean, this running game hasn't really done much, uh, regardless of who's the starter. So I can't really trust that Darryl Henderson is getting a, a, like a significant bump with him. Um, I guess if you're desperate, you got to throw him out there uh, for RBs, foot. Um, it's, it's tough. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, must start action right there for him. And Tyler Higbee also is a, a, you know, playable tight end.
0: Yeah, I I will say on Henderson, I mean he hasn't been great, but he's been better than Cam Akers, uh, of you know, efficiency wise, just in terms of yards per attempt and things like that. And the biggest issue is that they were split like Henderson was getting twenty four percent of the, the work the last two weeks while while Cam Akers was getting sixty percent. So it completely went in that favor. Assuming Henderson even gets fifty percent of the work, I think he's he's gotta be considered an R B two. Um so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the matchup is nice against Carolina too. So I, I think I would have to play him in that situation. Um, but moving on to Kansas City, we've got the uh, four and one Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City to take on the four and one Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a fifty three and a half point total. The Buffalo Bills are two-and-a-half-point home favorites, and this knocks off a streak. Patrick Mahomes being favored at home, including the playoffs. I don't have the number in front of me. I believe it was 41 straight games, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Wow. Crazy. Um, I mean, as he should, you know, as he should.
0: Yeah, I mean there was also the other ridiculous stat where he's twelve and nine when trailing by ten or more points with a fifty-seven percent win percentage, and the next best quarterback is Tom Brady with a thirty-eight percent win percentage.
1: Yeah, and I think he's like twenty-three and three now against his division. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um. Yeah. yeah,
0: So yeah, this is the uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out for the first time in his career. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is a home underdog. Mahomes has been favored in his first forty-one home starts, including the playoffs. Longest streak to begin a career in the Super Bowl era. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, All right. Let's move on to talking about the game, because uh, well, obviously this is a rematch of the divisional championship round last year uh, in an absurd game in which we... The Super
1: Bowl, the playoffs, really, for us. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean, honestly... Uh, that game was was absolutely nuts. Um, we had like four lead changes <laughs> in the last like an on the last minute and fifty two seconds.
1: <laughs> we're re- redefining like things you could do in fourteen seconds. Like it was crazy. Like it's crazy.
0: Uh, and then that spawned an overtime a rule a, a change of the overtime rule in the postseason in which now both teams. Will have an opportunity to score a touchdown. So uh <laughs> rule changing, changing game, yo. Yeah. I mean, at that point you just keep changing overtime, and you know, it's gonna be if you just keep changing overtime, like at like at what point what do you stop? Right? Because at first when it it becomes like, college football. becomes it football, when it becomes college football, at first it was like, oh, sudden death, and then they're like, Oh no, uh, sudden death's not good. Uh You know, you should give a team each, each team an opportunity to possess the ball. If you kick a field goal or you, uh, first touchdown wins. And then it's like that rule was really good, but now offenses get to drive down the field in one play or, you know, one drive. And we don't get, oh, we don't get to see Josh Allen. Well, play better defense. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know. It just irks me because we're going to, now we're like, we're at two touchdowns right now, right? You got to essentially get two touchdowns or, A touchdown and a field goal to win the game. And then that's it. (sighs) Anyway. More points, I guess. More points. Yeah. Uh, That boy, Caden, says, hope it's a shootout game. Yes, we are with you. I hope so, too. Greg, what do you think it will be after I read off these injuries, which is Buffalo uh, wide receiver James Kumaro. He's out with an ankle. Dawson Knox is off the injury report. So hopefully uh, he was dealing with a foot injury. Hopefully that. That, b- that bodes better for him going going forward. Uh, and then safety Jordan Poyer is also off the injury report. Micah Hyde still on injured reserve. So they're not fully complete in the secondary yet, but getting close to 100%. Um, and then for Kansas City, safety Brian Cook is out and cornerback Rashad Fenton is out. And then Trent McDuffie, the cornerback first round pick, was uh, designated to return from injured reserve. Now, Greg, give me the analysis, please.
1: I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take Kansas city to cover though. Kansas city to win. Um, I feel like you just got to jump on the first time Kansas city's ever a road dog for in the Mahomes ever. Um, and the fact that in all these epic games, like Kansas city's at home, like it just, it's, it's tough. Like Buffalo's never got their chance at in Buffalo, man. Like I feel like <laughs> they deserve a chance. That's why they're going hard this year to get that number one seed probably. Um, but yeah. Mahomes, you know, on the, on the chief side, Patty, of course, QB one, uh, both quarterbacks are probably going to finish in the top five, top three, possibly. Um, Clyde, edwards was, you, you got to keep throwing him out there um, as you know, a, a touchdown machine, and also just uh, being the most involved for, as the, the running back. Jeremy McKinnon has been uh, involved a little more last week. Um, I think he is in that uh, RB three desperation category kind of like, you know, right under maybe like a Daryl Henderson or something like that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, you're, you're throwing him out there. The man had all his touchdowns in one game last week. He's just going to keep rolling. as the main pass catcher for this team. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. On, you know, Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB1, uh, Josh Allen, RB1, whatever, Josh Allen, everything, one. Um, uh, Devin- hey, man, Devin- he's there. caught
0: touchdown <laughs> passes before. You could be a wide receiver, <laughs> tight end one. <laughs> word, word,
1: yo, crazy. Uh Ah, uh, Devin Singletary, uh, I think is the the running back to continue to to play in in this matchup again in that low and RB two category. Stefan Diggs, uh, great matchup here for him. Uh, he should explode uh, along with his ancillary receivers as well. Uh, I think all of them are startable. Gabe Davis, uh, whoever's starting that slight, Isaiah, in that slot position, kind of Isaiah McKenzie or uh, Khalil Shakur. I think both have value uh, in that in that play.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm going to be a sucker for the points. I'm going to take the over uh, on 53 and a half. I mean, it's an implied score of 28 to 26 or 28 and a half to 26, something yeah, like
1: that. Yeah, Phil, it sounds low when you say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Like, this game should be like 37, 34.
1: Yeah. Yeah, easily. Right, right. And then none of them will be in like the first quarter to just explode in the second half and second quarter. <laughs>
0: But you know Vegas don't got those all those big buildings for nothing. So I don't know, and, <laughs> and I haven't been great on the totals this year. Uh, it's tough. You know, I think it's, my, it's been my worst category of of the three. Uh, the outright winners is where I do pick my do my best work. So, but Kansas City, I will take them against the spread. I'm not. I, I've picked against Patrick Mahomes so many times <laughs> in my life. Like I've learned not to do this anymore. So. Uh, so, yeah, so Kansas City to cover, uh, Kansas City to win, especially at home. Uh, yeah. At least, yeah. 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 Um, like you were saying, obviously. Uh, in terms of the the matchup, you know, Josh Allen, QB1, Stefan Diggs, and Gabe Davis, I think both got to be treated as wide receiver ones. Um, you know, this this secondary for Kansas City is hurting as well. Um, you know, I agree with your assessment of, of Mackenzie, Shakir. I think – you can probably get away with – in a, like maybe in a DFS you could have exposure of both. Um, it, it's tough and maybe redraft trying to pick one because we saw it be a 50-50 split with McKenzie and mm-hmm. Jamison Crowder, mm-hmm. and Khalil Shakira looks better than Jamison Crowder did. So if it was a 50-50 split with Crowder, I'd have to imagine, especially with Shakira being a rookie, like they, they probably want to work him into that offense – Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get him some some you know exposure to being in with Josh Allen. So and he's probably got the mo- more upside than Shakir or than than McKenzie. But uh on the Kansas City side, Mahomes a QB one, Clyderward's a lair. Uh you have to treat him as an RB2. Marquez Valdez scantling has been more productive uh sure. than than Juju. So I and he probably has the higher upside because his A dot's not like six yards. So uh, I I would be willing to play him in this matchup here against um, Buffalo. I will say though, with how bad this receiving corpse has been, right? Like inconsistent. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdes-Scantling, Miko Hardman. They did spend a second round pick on Skymore, and he was slightly more involved last week on Monday night in a game in which was competitive down to down until the end. So I'd have to imagine at some point he has to get more involved. Yeah. Right? Like we uh, can all see how yeah. bad, how bad it is. Right. Like he's got to get involved at some point. So I, he's somebody that I, I would stash ahead of this game. If you have room on your roster.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good point. I'm, I'm agree, agreeing with you. And with, um, if I had to choose one, right. For, you know, right now, MBS is, is the option. And as like a person, I could, Probably playing the flex, um, because that that upside is definitely pretty high in a game that's gonna have some wild plays. Like MVS could get a deep one, and the thing
0: the, that's the crazy part, right? Like, is I don't feel like MVS has had that that deep.
1: He hasn't like, right. that
0: deep play yet, right? So, um, and we know with Mahomes there, it's, it it it's 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 bound to happen at some point. Uh, and then Travis Kelsey, of of course, he's he's got to be in your lineup. So yeah, man. Um, all right, let's move on to. The next matchup, we've got the uh, Sunday night football game where the 4-1 and Dallas Cowboys travel to Philadelphia to take on the 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a 42.5-point total, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, where the Philadelphia Eagles are 5.5-point home favorites. In terms of injuries, uh, quarterback Dak Prescott, he's questionable with a thumb. Uh, Cowboys are playing pretty coy in terms of Dak's participation in practice and whether he's been throwing. Uh they asked somebody asked C D Lamb was, did Dak throw him any passes and he's like, I don't have to answer that. And and uh you, you know uh, you know laughed it off a little bit. Um you know Dak Prescott was asked by the media did he throw and apparently he he ran away from them. <laughs> so take, I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that he plays uh I think nah. Cooper Rush is is gonna start this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh CeeDee Lamb did pop up on the injury report with a hip injury. Uh Steven Jones, the VP of, of the Dallas Cowboys uh, uh you know football operations said that he expects, you know, CD, they're expecting CeeDee to play that he's just going through some things right now. So it's uh, the
1: owners the, like the the front office and the owners always making the assessment yeah. of the players.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the time, especially in Dallas. Yeah. um, You know, uh, tight end Dalton Schultz, he was taken off the injury report with that knee injury, so that's pretty positive. Um, that's somebody that, with the nature of this tight end market, he could be on waivers. He could probably be on somebody's bench because they're fed up with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would look to if I'm hurting that tight end, I would look to acquire Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I agree. Um, Micah Parsons, the linebacker, he's dealing with a groin, so he's questionable. And then for Philadelphia, Jake Elliott, the kicker, he's limited with an ankle. And then Avante Maddox, the corner, also limited with an ankle. In this game here, I will take the under. I will take Dallas to cover. I will take Philadelphia to win the game here. Uh, CD Lamb is balling right now. Uh he's a wide receiver one. He he leads the league in target share over the last 3 weeks with over 38%. Um you know, if it wasn't for the hip and maybe this, you know, Darius Slay matchup, I I, I we'd be talking maybe start of the week here with CD, but um you know, definitely going to play him. Uh in terms of the running backs, I think you got to hold your nose and play Zeke if if you have to. I mean, there's Josh Jacobs is on by Derek Henry's on by, um, you know, so, you, you know, you may have to be in, Damian Pierce is on by, you may have to be in a situation where you've got to play, uh, you, you know, Zeke Elliott. So unfortunately that, that might be what you have to do. And then Tony Pollard, he could be more involved with the potential game script here and, and especially the, the the matchup here against the tough Philadelphia run defense, Michael Gallup wide receiver three flex option. And then for Philadelphia, Jalen hurts QB one, uh, Devontae Smith. He's been out producing AJ Brown, but both are, are strong, uh, wide receiver one options. And then Dallas Goddard, man, he's that steady Eddie at the tight end position, mm-hmm. uh, continue to roll him out there. And a Sanders outside of that huge volume game, um, you know, where he had twenty seven carries. He's he's really just he's he's been an R B two, which is, is definitely good for cause he was priced outside of that range. And so you're getting good production from him. So continue to roll him out there as an R B two.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Dallas to cover. I'm gonna take Philly to win. Uh divisional game should be pretty good. Um on, on Dallas side. Yeah, Dallas, I mean Zeke is yeah, you, you have to throw him out there, especially with yeah, all those buys you mentioned. Um probably Gonna fall into that RB two category, um, Pollard if as well. If you're really hurting, um, you you know you're hoping that he get a big play or get a get a touchdown. So I think they'll both of them have you know at the floor like flex value. Um, CD Lamb throw him out there, He's been an amazing wide receiver one. Uh, Dalton Schultz, yeah, his upside is going to keep getting higher, especially when Dak comes back. So uh, I wouldn't like throw him out here in this game, but I definitely I think he is a good uh, tight end stash for sure. Um, in the coming weeks, on um, Phillies outside, Jalen Hurts, top five play every week. Uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, yeah, you you have to throw them out there. You're expecting AJ Brown to maybe have a bounce back. Prime time maybe you know comes through in this one uh, shows out. Um, Miles Sanders been balling. I mean, as far as yeah, RB two production been pretty solid actually, and getting those those touchdowns a little bit more. I got three on the year. So uh, in the red zone. I think they're starting to trust him a little more at the goal line. So, uh, yeah, continue to play Miles Sanders. And Dallas Goddard has been just absolutely money this year, uh, tied in one. Should be a good game, though.
0: Yeah, definitely going to be a good game. Uh, You know, good Sunday night football. Um, Hopefully the game that follows it is not so bad on Monday night when we get the two and three. Denver, Rock, Denver's brother.
1: fifth, I think this is Denver's fifth primetime game. So they're done after this. So you know are they max done after this? I think so. The max is five, I believe. Uh and they've had a lot in the first five, six weeks. I really
0: hope you're right, brother, because I <laughs> yeah. can't do it anymore. Unless I'm they
1: right. do some flexing, but I, I doubt it. I think there's four or like a lot of teams tied with five primetime games. Oh
0: man. <laughs> um but let's ride, let's go. Let's ride. I mean, let's ride. Uh, yeah. Anyway, two and three Denver Broncos traveling to L.A. to take on the three and two Los Angeles Chargers. This game has a 45 and a half point total where the L.A. Chargers are four and a half point home favorites in this game. Russell Wilson is off the injury report dealing with that shoulder injury that he had. Um Apparently, it was a torn lat that required surgery Uh right. and it was whoever was feeding information to Ian Rappaport very well wanted to know, wanted everyone to know that deck Prescott had not thrown a football for 20 days, dealing with this injury and Russell Wilson plans to play through it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
0: that's, oh, that's exactly how he's going to
1: be made here.
0: That's exactly how he said it. So, <laughs> Oh wow! Dak no. Prescott didn't throw football for 20 days, but Russell Wilson is going to play through it. Wow, he a tough guy. Uh, I mean, sure. Like, I have never played quarterback in the National Football League, um, and I'm pretty sure it'd be very hard to do with a torn lat. Uh, but you know, when you you don't got to bring people down to prop yourself up. Like, I'm surprised he
1: didn't bring up the injury Dak had last year, and same in, similar to the injury Dak has this year. He should just <laughs> double down. <laughs> should have doubled down, like, oh, and don't don't forget to mention I was out here on the field faxing <laughs> by myself, getting it done, and coming back a couple weeks earlier. Right? You
0: might as well just go all in at
1: that Yeah, go all in, yo.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. It's probably because he our... gets
1: paid the same amount. Maybe it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the paycheck, yeah. The
0: paycheck. I mean, that's good for our, our weekly uh, Make Fun of Russ segment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a bunch of other guys for Denver are questionable, uh, for the Chargers kicker, Dustin Hopkins, he's questionable with the quad. And then Keenan Allen, the wide receiver, limited participant in practice with a hamstring. Greg, do you believe that Keenan Allen plays this week? No, me neither. Um, what are you going to do in this game though?
1: I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take Denver to cover, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Uh. On Denver side, uh, I mean, I, I think you just got to kind of wait and see for Russell Wilson. I'm not putting him out there, honestly. I, he's he's more of a benchable player. Uh, you got to see him start getting hot to to trust him as a as a QB one in on 12 team format. So Sorry, I'm crying
0: a... over here because remember how the other day I was like,
1: yeah, I almost
0: rage benched Russell Wilson for Justin Fields, and then Justin Fields had oh, a pretty good day. Yeah. and now I got to oh. play. Wilson. I have no choice but to play uh-huh. Russell Wilson. So. <laughs>
1: Here we are. I think, you know, high in QB2 week. I think you can expect that, you know. QB15, maybe. I think that's that's like kind of the range for him. Uh, Melvin Gordon has a good matchup. The running game does have a good matchup with Mike Boone. So I think Melvin Gordon is a uh, strong RB2 in this one. Uh, Mike Boone, I think, has some intrigue as a, a low and flex. Uh, the receivers, though, uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, continue to throw him out there as a, a borderline wide receiver one. I think sh- strong wide receiver two. I think it. It kind of, you know, moves the needle with Russell. If Russell has a good game, then Cornerstone will into that wide receiver one category, uh, along with Jerry Judy. I think he's more of a solid wide receiver, too. Uh, And on the Chargers side, Herbert, uh, borderline QB1. um, Eckler, he's been a monster uh, the last couple weeks, so he's a bona fide RB1, top five play. Um, Continue to to play Mike Williams. Uh, I think, you know, especially as long as Keenan Allen's out, I think Mike Williams has wide receiver one upside. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm still, you know, still waiting for Gerald Everett is also a streamable tight end. I think every week in the tight end market, the sec that that second ancillary receiver just, you know, won't, won't show up though. I just need, I feel like for this passing offense for a team that likes to go for it, throw away all the time. Like they should have a, a, a good wide receiver too. in this offense.
0: yeah, his name is Mike Williams. <laughs>
1: I mean, without Keenan Allen, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am 100 with you on the game. I'm taking the under. I'm taking Denver to cover. Taking the Chargers to win. Uh, I do love Cordell Sutton again this week. The matchup is is nice. Uh, he has had 11, or at least seven targets in every single game has had either five catches or 70 receiving yards in every game this season. Uh, but he's Russ is so hyper-focused on him, which is wonderful for fantasy. Uh, Jerry Judy has not had the crazy upside, especially, like we said, with Russ being hyper-focused on Sutton. Uh, and they haven't been able to connect on those deep shot plays either with Judy. Um, Russ, yeah, I'm with you. He's like borderline QB1, like right outside QB1 territory. Uh, you know, he's playing through a torn lat, so you know, <laughs> hey, look, like this could actually be good, right? Like, what if we this whole time thought that Russell Wilson was bad when he just fell off the face of the earth, when in fact, he's just injured?
1: That's that was the whole point of that guy saying all of that, probably too, <laughs> you know? just to make sure like we knew that there's an agenda here, like he was hurt, like this wasn't Russ. <laughs> this is, <laughs> and for the rest of the season, too, you could say that. I mean. He's playing off a, a surgery, like. Oh, yeah.
0: But then why are you playing? If you're so bad, if you're that bad, like, yeah. Okay.
1: Got a ride, yo.
0: It's like, at least when Tom Brady does it, he's he's already won, like, 14 games, made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and then loses the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Playing through a shoulder injury. Ben like, was well, the worst.
1: Big Ben was the worst. No, I mean, you Big, knew after every week what his injury was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big Ben showed up with a sling.
1: Yeah,
0: a, a black eye. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to it's going to be really tough, but I'm going to try. Yeah. This weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Borderline QB1 for us uh, on the for, I agree with you on the running backs. Melvin Gordon, great spot as an RB1 option. Mike Boone definitely has some flex appeal here in a, in a great matchup for him as well. And then for the Chargers, Austin Eckler, like you said, he's on a roll. Uh, RB one option. He's got like top three upside every week. It seems now, over these last couple weeks, Mike Williams is a strong wide receiver too.
1: Uh, Herbert, eh, he hasn't been great. Nah, yeah, he's been just right on that that like borderline.
0: Borderline. Yeah, but Denver's also not a great matchup. <clears throat> but he's at home. He's favored. This, I mean, between Austin Eckler and Mike Williams, there's gonna be some touchdowns uh and some big plays. So I, I I think I just put them on the lower end of the QB one territory. Uh yeah. I think this offense, like you said, really misses Keenan Allen, uh sorely misses Keenan Allen. And Gerald Everett, I think he should have a bounce back week. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's get into the money time. Let's get into those starts of the week. Greg, sure. who is your quarterback start of the week?
1: Hey, man. I gotta go. I'm here, you know, to pronounce. You know, it's not prime time. You gotta go, with Captain Kirk, going against <laughs> <laughs> going against Miami in this matchup. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he balled out last week. He could have could have got a touchdowns up uh, last week. Uh, I think more the way he started in that game against uh, Chicago. I think he, you know, they completed his first like 18 passes. Um, But this week he's got a a easier matchup, uh, you know, with against Miami secondary has been struggling. Xavier Howard is a little banged up. Uh, I think he's going to rely on the receivers as he always does, starting with Jefferson. Um, But I think he gets that multi-touchdown game. He had 296 yards last week. Um, He's been consistently over 250 except for one week. But uh, I think he's going to get multiple touchdowns in this one.
0: No, nah, I like that. The matchup is great for the receivers, like you mentioned, and Kirk is going to be a beneficiary of that for sure. Yes, sir. My quarterback start of the week, uh, I'm going with Kyler Murray uh, versus Seattle. Seattle the last three weeks allows the seventh most fantasy points to the quarterback position. This, this defense is a sieve right now, and and that's awesome for fantasy football. And hopefully Kyler takes advantage. He's the quarterback five on the year uh, in total fantasy points, and the QB eleven over last three games that and he hasn't really had the ceiling that we look for, uh, but in a game like this where the Cardinals have the second highest implied team total behind just Buffalo uh, on this in, the, in this week's slate of games uh, and this game has the second highest over under outside of that Buffalo, Kansas City game. So I'm expecting a top four finish from Kyler Murray this week.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, if it wasn't Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith would be in my uh, start of week category like those two. That game is going to go off. So uh, both quarterbacks are definitely in play.
0: Definitely. Greg, who is your running
1: back start of the week this week? I'm going to go with Jeff Wilson Jr. going against Atlanta. Uh, very great matchup this week. And, you know, he's just coming off of his best game of the season. Uh, 17 for 120 yards, uh, you know, had seven, uh, seven yards per carry um, got that touchdown as well. I think, you know, he's been very solid and relief for Elijah Mitchell getting, you know, all the work that we expected Elijah Mitchell to get, you know, they didn't really make it a committee or anything like that. Uh, getting about 17 carries a game. Uh, I think you're going to, you know, expect that again this week. Uh, and then the cake matchup, I think he was going to get close to a hundred yards again.
0: Yeah, he's been on, he's been on a roll, man. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad you talked me out of taking that L for Jeff Wilson. Um, uh, because you know, the the whole situation that it was that I didn't want a part of, but now it's different because he's been he's been freaking awesome. Um my running back start of the week, a little, little risky, but I just feel like you know, people need to know because they've got some questions about whether he should be started or not. Mm-hmm. This Get man right has in. to be started. This oh, is you oh, know yes. against oh, Seattle. Yeah. Like you got to start Eno Benjamin. Yes, remember that thing I said about Seattle's defense being a sieve? Yeah, they allow the sixth most fantasy points to the running back position over the last three weeks. Eno Benjamin was solid last week in relief of James Conner and Daryl Williams, who were both out of this game and should have enough volume here to be a high end RB2. But the matchup is so nice that. A top ten finish is definitely in the range of outcomes, so you you gotta put Eno you know, Benjamin in your lineup this week as a very very strong flex option. Um, you know, we'll be, I say that based on how you may have acquired him, because some teams like, you know, he might be your third or fourth running back, uh, but on some team like for me, I'm desperate, so he's in my start. I'm, it was either Eno Benjamin or nobody, so uh, Eno Benjamin. <laughs> riding riding with you let's go let's
1: ride yeah 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 let's ride i mean i'm I'm with you and Eno benjamin i trust him i mean him and kenneth walker were the two hottest i think waiver pickups in on the week i think you you know they they were worth it and you know benjamin's the only healthy you know player on that the roster they gotta give it to him have to uh what about wide receiver greg where are you going this week i'm going with chris goblin uh in this game going against pittsburgh uh great matchup here as well i mean for both receivers mike evans and chris goblin but it's more like a you, know, a, you know, a welcome back party for Chris Gileman here. You know, he's averaging eight targets over the last two games. That's a pretty healthy number. Uh, I think he gets his yardage up. Uh, they've been climbing up steadily uh, since he's back healthy as he gets more healthy. Um, so, yeah, I think it's another high target day for him, close to uh, 10 targets. And, you know, Tom Brady is just going to thrive off this matchup. Yeah, Tom
0: Brady has historically just ripped apart. Mike Tomlins, Pittsburgh defenses, uh, and especially those players that play from the slot. Uh, Chris Godwin, got to be. Yes, sir. As, especially as he's getting healthier. And Julio Jones is not playing in this game. So uh, it's Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. So yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week, talked about him a little bit earlier. <clears throat> Cortland Sutton going up against the LA Chargers. Uh, Sun son has a 29% target share the last three weeks, puts them at 12th for at the position during that span. The chargers defense is hurting right now. No Joey Bosa to rush the passer, and their prized free agent cornerback, JC Jackson, who's the highest paid corner in football has struggled with some injuries. Um, you know, he's playing through them, but he's struggling through them right now. Uh, he's rated the worst starting he's rated one of the worst cornerbacks in football, according to PFF, uh, the Chargers the last three weeks they allow the seventh most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm expecting a big week here from Cortland Sutton.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been you know getting it done through the turmoil this year. Like that's pretty impressive to start.
0: I like your tight end start of the week, Greg. A lot. I actually wanted to do it, but I for obvious reasons I could not. Because I already <laughs> have two starts of the weeks from this team. But
1: right, right, right.
0: Your tight end start of the week, Greg.
1: Yeah, it kind of plays into you know what you've been saying about Seattle's defense. They've been a very Swiss Army knife. Uh, I mean, Swiss Army Swiss cheese. Uh, <laughs> <then>. <laughs> and I think everyone on the on Arizona startable, uh, including Zach Ertz, I got his beginning. Nine point three targets since week well, week two. That's a really high number for a tight end. Uh, so you know, expect him to get close to seven catches, uh, especially in PPR. That's going to help you to get a tight end one day automatically off rip. And you know, he's, he's I think he's bound to get a touchdown in this one and just be heavily involved. Uh, he's been a steady target for uh, Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's been balling. Uh, definitely curious to see how much of this sticks when DeAndre Hopkins comes back next week. Uh, did you see the video D hop? Uh, oh, about the like, fantasy thing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <my fantasy laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Put me off the bench. <laughs> Ooh, it's been a strong six weeks. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, you know, in the league of extraordinary people, I get D. Hop DeAndre Swift back in the same week, so I feel really nice about that one. Hopefully, hopefully,
1: uh, uh, low Loki. I'm hoping it affects Zach Ertz more than Rondo more. Just you know, for the life of fantasy, Rondo more deserves this.
0: Oh yeah, Rondo. <laughs> you know, we we love Rondell on the show. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm curious, man. I, I I feel like Zach Ertz, Hollywood Brown, like somebody's gonna lose. I'm some on, it up.
1: Hey, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Hop deserves his nine to ten, man. That's <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm hoping that it lists Kyler Murray up too, right? So, because that's the other thing, Kyler's been—he's—he's been, he's the QB five, which is great. But yeah, he it, like the ceiling, like the gap between him and Mahomes, who's the QB four, is like thirty points.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a game. It's a full game. Yeah. A full
0: full Josh Allen game, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, all
0: right. All this let me talk about my tight end start of the week. My tight end start of the week is David and Joku going up against the New England Patriots has been a solid as solid as an undrafted tight end in fantasy could be. Like more than more than solid, especially given The current fantasy landscape. He's the tight end eight in PPR points per game on the season, but over the last three games, he's the tight end four in PPR points per game, averaging 16 points per game over those last three weeks. And now he gets to go up against a New England defense that allows the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position over these last three weeks, allowing 17 PPR points to the position. Expecting a big week here from Njoku. We know uh, Belichick is going to try to take away what you do best. That starts and ends with the Browns' run game. Njoku's got to make some plays here. Uh, so, yeah, definitely start him up.
1: Yeah, like that for sure.
0: All right, it's everybody's favorite time. <clears throat> got to play some get money.
1: Yes, sir. ching cha-ching.
0: So, it is an even week. That means that I get the first pick. Um, let me pull up the record cuz I have it. Mm. I'm currently 3 and 2 against Greg, so I have 3, Greg has 2 and week 6. So <sighs> the pressure. No pressure. I'm going with uh at Running back, I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. gonna go with Ramondre Stevenson, <laughs> 7,500 against Cleveland. And based on Greg's reaction, I got the first snipe of the draft.
1: That's crazy, y'all! That's crazy. That's that's my sleep of the year. That's my guy right now. We're all I was definitely gonna keep him, keep him rolling right now. Uh, the explosion last week, uh, but yeah, nah, that's a great, that's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to just get my start of the week now. give Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, 7,200 as my RB1 now, not my RB2. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> wow. playing
0: this game awesome. here. Okay, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson, a wide receiver, 9,200.
1: For uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, bad, 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 bad. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go at my running back two. I'm gonna go Brees Hall, seventy-one hundred, going against Green Bay. See,
0: it, it, you got to give something up, right? Yeah, and yeah. I have Brees Hall in my lineup. I had Brees Hall in my lineup, and I was gonna <laughs> take him next, but I was like, J. Jeff is got to be in Greg's lineup. He has to be, and I knew. I knew I could it's adjust. Um, I'm gonna just slide down to Eno Benjamin because he's mm-hmm. cheap as heck at 6,300.
1: Like that, uh, I'm gonna take to just. I'm gonna take Stefan Diggs uh, as my wide receiver one uh, 8,900 because you know I had some money because Jefferson was more expensive <laughs> than that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, in my flex, I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson, mm-hmm. 5,700. Uh, get a cheap play here.
1: Uh, my, I'm going to just get Kirk Cousins now, quarterback. So, you know, get my start of the week and hopefully get all the points that, you know, Jefferson's getting. Obviously, it's going to come from Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, unless he gets a rushing touchdown, which he's had, oh, pretty upset. Don't,
0: don't put that evil out there.
1: <laughs> no, Justin Jefferson in a rushing touchdown. Oh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, 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 My Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, well, now I both. Did,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <I had> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um. Okay, let's see. At wide receiver, I'm gonna go with uh, DK Metcalf, 7,400.
1: Definitely like that. Sure. Uh. I'm going to go my wide receiver start of the week, Chris Goblin, at 6,800. Uh, my wide receiver, two.
0: I'm going to go with, at wide receiver, Marquise Brown at 8,200, going up against Seattle.
1: Um, uh, I'm going to go... Kenneth Walker, uh, going against Arizona, 6,500 in my flex. I'm going to go with,
0: I got to do this now because this is the only way I could afford like half of this stuff, Um, but actually. Yeah, I'm going to go with the New York Jets defense, 3,300, going up against Green Bay.
1: Like that cheap play, I'm going to go Drake London, 6,100, as my third wide receiver, going against San Fran.
0: At tight end, I'm going to go Tyler Conklin, 4,900, going up against Green Bay.
1: And at tight end, I'm going to go my start of the week, Zach Ertz, 6,000. Uh, going against Seattle as well,
0: and my quarterback uh, is the last spot I have to fill. I'm going with Geno Smith, seven thousand four hundred to pair with my defense, and also Marquise Brown and Eno Benjamin.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati Bengals defense, uh, thirty-six hundred defense. Stream Your streamer of, of the week, yes, sir. Yep. <clears throat> yep. All is. right.
0: So there it is. My – I will read off my lineup. At quarterback, I have Geno Smith, 7,400, going up against Seattle – or going up against Arizona. At running back, I have Eno Benjamin, 6,300, going up against Seattle. Ramondre Stevenson going up against Cleveland at 7,500. Marquise Brown going up against Seattle at 8,200. DK Metcalf going up against Arizona at 7,400. Justin Jefferson going up against – Miami at 9200. Tyler Conklin going up against the Green Bay Packers at 4900. Daryl Henderson versus the Carolina Panthers at 5700. And the New York Jets defense going up against Green Bay at 3300.
1: I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins, QB1, uh, quarterback 7600. Reese Hall, my RB1 at 7100, going against Green Bay. Jefferson Jr. 7200, going against Atlanta. Uh, Oh, confidence is playing. Look at that. Uh, Is he (laughs) actually playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's expected to play. uh, Stephon Diggs, 8,900, going against Kansas City. Wide receiver two, Drake London, 6,100, going against uh, San Fran. Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay, 6,800, going against Pittsburgh. Zach Earth at my tight end position, 6,000. Kenneth Walker. At 6,500, my flex. And then Cincinnati Bengals defense at my defense at 3,600.
0: Let's see if Greg can tie it up and this tie week. Tie it back up. Uh-huh. Or if I can pull out two or two, two-game lead here. Uh, but there's only one way to find out, and that'll be to come <laughs> next Saturday. and we do this all over again. Or you could listen to our the, you know replay the teams that we just played and then track those players
1: and do the math if you want uh, no nah, i'll bring it up speakers. monday now not a <laughs> like, you'll yo, bring it up monday yo, if i don't yo, if i don't i'm not it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right so basically if greg wins he'll bring it up on monday if uh-huh. he doesn't win then he won't bring it up that means i won so maybe i'll bring it up maybe we'll, we'll maybe. See. anyway we'll Again, there's only one way to find out, and that's to come here on Monday as we recap week six, talk about the week that was, and uh, talk about waivers, talk about the performances. So enjoy some football, everybody. Uh, Have a good one. That boy, Caden, saying, waving goodbye. Appreciate you, Caden, for rocking with us, vibing with us, tapping in and uh make sure if you tapped in that you subscribe like do all that fun stuff so you can get the notifications uh when we do our next show which obviously like i said is monday so we'll see y'all on monday we're out of here peace